Welcome to Marketing with Confidence. I'm your host, Marianne Amies. We're going to be talking all things digital and online marketing for business owners and marketing professionals. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by your digital marketing, be sure to listen along and you'll hear tips, interviews and more that will give you the confidence to create marketing you love. Welcome back to Marketing with Confidence. I'm so excited today to be joined by Taryn Williams talking about successful influencer marketing. Hi, Taryn. Thanks for having me. So good to be here. Oh, so excited. Look, to kick off, introduce yourself and tell us about how you became obsessed with connecting businesses with influencers. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I absolutely am obsessed with all things social and influencer and UGC. So um, the long story, um, I started the industry myself as a model a very, very long time ago. And then I started my first business, which is a full service modeling agency called Wink Models about 17 years ago. Um, Yeah, um, which is ridiculous when I look back on it now. Um, And that business now has about 350 models Australia-wide, offices in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. And about a decade ago, I built an end-to-end onboarding calendar management and payroll integration software for that business because we had so many models and there was so much key dependency in the business. And that was sort of my first foray into tech. And I just really fell in love with it. I love this idea of solving business problems using technology. And I got to the end of that build and I was like, oh, I really should have built this for clients to be able to use it directly, not to have to come through an agency. So that was where the idea for my next business, which was Bit, came from, which was essentially a two-sided marketplace, um, very much like an Airtasker or an Upwork, but mm-hmm. for creative talent. So photographers and models and influencers and stylists and makeup artists. Um, and I exited that business to an international group um, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had another business called the Influencers Agency as well, which was a full-service influencer agency. So we would manage campaigns end-to-end for brands. Um, I sold that to the same group that bought the Bradfit. And then my new baby is called Hashtag uh, which is a way for brands to be able to collaborate in a contra-only capacity with influencers and content creators to make UGC or get reach for their products or invent, invite them to events and experiences um, so it's sort of high growth, um, gifting at scale. Um, we've got a Shopify integration. And then for influencers, it's like a, a little dating style app. So they <laughs> swipe on all of their goodies. So I've sort of always been in the talent space. And obviously, as the as the industry has evolved, more and more of that has shifted towards social media, online content, UGC. Um, and I've just really loved seeing the industry evolve and change, especially over the last sort of three years. It's been um, a wild ride. <laughs> Amazing. It, I mean, it makes me feel quite lazy for just having one business over 13 years. <laughs> one is perfect. Don't do anything. <laughs> but, I, you know, what I love and, and talking to you earlier as well, you know, we do work with all small businesses and, you know, influence can be such a hard space for them to navigate. And, you know, number one, all the burning stories, you know, I sent this person all this stuff and they did nothing. And, and you know, and, and then number two, just there's no, there's no pricing guidelines. There's, you know, anybody can ask for anything. And often, you know, small business owners don't have the 
the tools or the knowledge to go and, you know, sense check, you know, is this person worth $1,000, but this person's worth $300, you know, how does that compare? And I've used the right fit for for clients and it's such an amazing platform and, and, you know, and now Hash Gifted to have a platform that focuses on Contra, you know, such a huge gap in the market. So I think, you know, what you've obviously done so well is identify those market gaps and really fill them, which is, which is awesome. Thank you so much. I just wanted to take the ick factor out of it <laughs> because as a creator myself, yes. I received so many products sent to our office um, because PR agencies and brands have my address. And, and <laughs> I feel really guilty because I'm like some of it, you know, clothes that maybe don't fit or skincare that's not suitable for me. And I feel really bad because I'm like this brand has probably paid a lot of money for a PR yeah. agency or you know, PR agencies, you know, got the hard cost of the gifts. And I was like, it's so wasteful. I don't want, you know, rather it go to someone who really wants it. And then on the flip side, there'd be times where I do really need things like going to Brisbane for an event um, next week and I, you know, wanted a, a night accommodation in exchange for some social posts. So then yes. there's sliding into the DMs of the brand. Is it going to the right person? Who knows? The whole thing just felt really ick. So that yes. was the idea to try and remove that process and allow people just to match who genuinely want to collaborate with each other and are excited about trying that product or, you know, are going to be in Sydney for that event date or whatever it might be. Yeah, and I think it's so win-win, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, for, for creators, there is that and there's all that. And, and you know, I, I always sort of say to clients, like, they're trying to make a living too, you know. So, that like, the ones that have monetized, which is fantastic, you know, that that's their living. So, you know, you need to respect what they've built and and they need content too because they're looking, you know, they look. So, it, it is a real economy. And, um, yeah, I think a, a way for everybody to kind of win and navigate that and, and feel really authentic and, and valuable to both parties is, yeah, is so important. So important. Couldn't agree more. Now I'm going to fast fire question you <laughs> to get a bit deeper. So uh, what's your favourite business book that you've read? Oh, there's so many. I'm binging on on um, Instagram, the early stages of Instagram, um, and how it was built. Um, oh, wow. I can't remember the name, but I'll have to send it to you. But yeah. I didn't realise that one of the founders of Instagram, um, he'd worked at Twitter, he'd worked at um, Facebook, he'd worked at Google. So he really had like, you know, all, such a deep domain expertise before starting Instagram. And when they sold to Facebook, they were only 19 employees for a billion dollars oh. day. I, ha- I just assumed it was like this huge company, but 19 employees when they sold for a billion dollars. Wow. So I'm really enjoying that big book. Yeah. Um, and another book that I love is The Hard Thing About Hard Things, um, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic book on high growth tech companies. Um, it's by one of the partners at Andreessen Horowitz, um, which is a large VC firm in the US. And yeah. I think any founder, it will really resonate with them, all of the really tough times, uh-huh. sleepless nights. Yeah, pretty accurate description of the experience. Amazing. And what's your favorite follow right now? So on any platform or podcast, what do you what can't you get enough of? I'm a big podcast fan and I'm also a big LinkedIn stalker. So I love LinkedIn. Um look, I'd certainly use Instagram and TikTok threads. Um threads I haven't really got onto as much oh, as I would be. I know, I know. It was like a I think it'll It'll resurface. I think we just all need some time to wrap up. That's exactly how I feel. I'm like, I just need some time. Um, So I do love LinkedIn, especially when there's something like trending or topical happening. Um, You know, it's really great for, you know, a source of news. But there's also people who just nail LinkedIn. Um, 
Steve Cox, who's the CEO of Destination New South Wales, I think he does a fantastic job of LinkedIn. He's always sharing awesome content. Yeah. It's a great way to stay up to date. I love knowing what's going on in our sort of um, in our state and and yeah. seeing awesome you know collaborations that they're doing and cultural events. And I've been you know watching keenly what's going on with South by Southwest. So I love following his content. Fantastic. And then lastly, what gets you out of bed every day? Oh. <laughs> look. I do love exercising. So getting up and knowing that I've got somewhere to go and exercise, whether it's yoga or Pilates is, and getting a cup of coffee is, you know, yes. I'm not gonna lie, it's a big part of it. <laughs> but I do love solving business problems. So um, what I love about my job at the moment um, is that it's so diverse uh, because I don't have a full-time CEO role anymore. I get to work with so many different interesting projects. Yeah. Um, obviously, I've got my own businesses. I've still, I still own Wink. I still own uh, Gifted. But I get to consult and sit on some amazing boards. And so getting to see all of the different challenges, there's always something interesting going on in one of those businesses. And um, and I love it. I love meeting founders that I mentor and, and advise and consult to too. So it's, um, yeah, every day is a little bit different, which I love. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. Well, look, you know, one of the great things about influencer marketing, I think, is is it does have a bit of, you know, low cost and, you know, accessibility. And so at the moment, we're obviously navigating times where people are feeling pressure, you know, business owners are feeling pressure, we're uncertain, or you hear that uncertainty, you know, have we had the worst? Is the worst coming? So I guess, how does influencer marketing fit in as a cost effective strategy in your mind? Yeah, I couldn't agree more that we're, we're really staring, staring down the barrel of the gun mm. of potentially a recession um you know we've seen all of the big retailers start to revise their expectations yeah. um, obviously this is on the back of the tech crunch as well so you know it's, it's really impacted a lot of businesses um and the thing that I love about influence marketing is that it's something that you can really quickly turn on and turn off it's not a high risk so it's not like oh my god we're going to invest all of this money in an ad campaign mm-hmm. for billboards or tv that yeah once we've once we've made the commitment, there's no going back, and you know it's a multi million dollar investment or even hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, so um, I love that it's scalable, so you can scale up and scale back on those tougher months. You know, you can really pull back to just doing gifting, for example, yeah. which is a very very low risk, low cost for a business, um, and that you can really trial different um, tactics and um, and audiences to see what resonates with your brand at a very low cost. So if you decide, okay, we want to focus on a repositioning strategy and we want to go for a younger target audience, we're going to try TikTok, we've done an analysis, these are the kind of influencers that might work best for our audience. For a pretty low budget, you know, like maybe doing a handful of paid people and a handful of contra people, you can really see if that is going to be an effective channel for your brand um, and if, you know, it's if that new audience is going to work, if TikTok is going to work. And so I really love that, that it doesn't have to be high risk um, yeah. because like, I really am all about democratizing content and making it easier for brands, you know, to be able to great create great UGC. The thing I do, I'm now I'm on a rant. Um, the thing I do <laughs> about um, about influencer campaigns is that brands often just go, "Great content has been made, influencer has done the post, you know, campaign complete." Instead of thinking about how else they can use it, because yeah. it's such an effective way to make awesome content that you can use in different things. So. You know, can you add this to your e-com store to yeah. show how the product looks on someone? Can you include it in newsletters? Yeah. Can you use it for digital ads, um, you know, pre-roll on YouTube or whatever it might be? Like there's so many other ways that you can yeah. repurpose pieces of content. So I think just thinking strategically about getting, you know, the most bang for your buck out of each post. 
Absolutely. And and I'm, I mean, I'm always the same. I'm like, did you ask for advertising rights? Did you ask yeah. for newsletter rights? Because it's what you've effectively done is shortcut the trust and credibility piece. You know, instead okay. of me saying to you, this new foundation I developed is so amazing. Somebody that other people already trust is now saying it's amazing. So you've you've shortcut this whole piece of the marketing funnel, but then you want to get that out to as many yes, people as exactly. possible. And it's not just about marketing to that influencer's audience. It's using that advocacy back to people that don't know either of you but see it as an independent party. And, and you're right, that when you think of it like that, you imagine, I mean, obviously you have a modeling agency. You imagine casting that as a shoot, hiring space, you know, someone producing it, someone editing it. That is thousands of dollars. Yeah, yes. yeah. Exactly. that's thousands of dollars for what all we need these days is a 90-second clip, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, the cost effective of using someone that, number one, creators are so awesome at creating yeah. What they produce, style, you know, all in one person's brain is amazing. And, and yeah, you've got that that you can then utilise over all these platforms. So it is, I think, um, and it's the way you talked about earlier, you know, you've adapted your business models kind of to how the industry has changed. And that humanised, rough and raw is more and more what's leading in, you know, across all digital platforms really. And and this is the opportunity to get to it. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think there's there'll always be a place for the big glossy TV ads and billboard yeah. ads and campaigns or whatever, but I think less and less is that place on social. I think yeah. maybe in the early days of Instagram we were looking for highly curated, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful content, and I think more and more people want that authenticity. They want that, yeah, raw content that really tells a story that they feel like they resonate with. And, yeah, um, Yeah, so I think that... Being able to use creators to do that at scale and being able to experiment with different content yeah. types. Like maybe your customers love get ready with me videos. Yeah. Maybe they love, I don't know, um, beautiful flat lays or, you know, you just don't know. So being able to experiment with that, you know, at a really low cost, I think is super exciting. I have to say my 11-year-old daughter said to me the other day, what is GRWM? <laughs> <laughs> Said I keep seeing it on on YouTube. Gee, I was like, it's get ready with me. Come on, like, how can you not know? Oh my god, I love that she's like so down with it too. Though I need oh, to know what get ready with me. Yeah, is. yeah. Just, oh, I think you know they're doing their makeup. They're just, and just, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, like it's that you know, and it filters down and filters down. Yeah. Um, what about the best examples you've seen about you know collaboration with influencers and businesses and and what you've loved about it? I think there's so many great brands. I mean, I think um, Crocs have done an amazing job pretty organically. I'm sure they sparked it, um, you know, by working with some higher tier creators. Yeah. But just some people who have, I mean, I remember five years ago, Crocs were like, oh, my God, you would not be seen dead in them. Like, it was cringe-worthy. And now they're like such a fashion moment. Oh. And they did such a good job of collaborating with other brands, yeah. make really cool um, content with influencers and making them awesome. And I think it totally <laughs> into the narrative around their brand and so I think it goes to show that if you're you know that brand could have been really risk adverse and said well like what if this alienates our core customer which is you know I don't know I'm guessing you know like a a more mature you know mum and dad who maybe use them for gardening or whatever like what if we lose them by working with all these funky street influencers (laughs) what if you know went out and they they took a risk and I absolutely love that um 
So I think they're definitely, you know, one that I would highly recommend to other brands to have a look at and think, you know, what can we do to to create a brand story that is a bit fun, a bit edgy, maybe outside of our comfort zone um, and be willing to take a little bit of a risk? Yeah, I love that. And it's funny, you know, just talking about that, I think as well, that diversity, right? Like sometimes when we go down that, you know, planned, produced, edited route, we don't have as much diversity where this also gives you an opportunity to try really different, you know, styles of of creators or, um, you know, physical looks or backgrounds or ages and actually test your market and and maybe unlock a whole market segment that you didn't even realise suited your brand without having to go and invest in a big campaign to find out that it doesn't suit them. You know, some small tests tell you yes or no. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So look, I guess to, you know, wrap up or, you know, go a little deeper than wrap up, what are your top tips for business owners that are wanting to collaborate with influencers? I think firstly, try and work out what it is that you're trying to achieve. Like I think if you go in with like a pretty clear objective, it's easier for all of the rest of it to work out. So if you're obviously everyone's like sales, I want more sales, but okay, that's that's the dream scenario, right? But if you go, okay, well, like we really want to promote this particular product and we really think it's, you know, suitable for this particular type of consumer. And obviously we can't just say, you know, every woman between 20 and a bit more granular with our audiences and then going, okay, how can I add value to that person's life? Um, And that's where it's like, Thinking about content that could add value, um, you know, is it get ready with me videos? Is it exercise videos? Is it, you know, whatever it is, tool tips, anything that's not just, you know, person holding product saying buy this product, (laughs) adding that much value. Um, And so then thinking of those sort of content ideas and then thinking about who is the right type of um, advocate or expert in that space. So, you know, if it is a get ready with me video or a you know, beauty tutorial video, for example, finding someone who makes that great content that people follow specifically for that yeah. and then work with them. And I always say, you know, be clear, but don't be dictatorial um, mm-hmm. because creators have spent all of this time building their audience, building trust. They generally have a pretty good idea of what's going to perform well and try and be collaborative with them and say, look, this is what we're really trying to achieve. This is what some information about the product, some information about our brand, our brand guidelines, our tone of voice and all of those things. How do you think you could work with us to best showcase this product? And as you were saying before, they are like little mini media powerhouses. Like they have amazing ideas. They might be like, oh, my God, I could do this, you know, really crazy shot thing with X, Y, and Z or, you know, this type of content is performing really well at the moment. Why don't we try that? So once you have that sort of collaborative um, conversation, I think from there it's really easy to get, you know, high-quality content that's going to perform for both of you because it should be that mutually beneficial relationship. And I think the big one, for especially for smaller brands, like just don't be afraid to ask questions. That's what great creators are here to guide you through the process. They're happy to be collaborative. They want it to be successful for you, you know. So I think, um, you know, working with them in a way that you can say, look, I haven't done this before or, you know, this is my first time executing a campaign of this scale or we haven't done TikTok before. Can we, you know, can you guide us through this? And um, and I think having realistic expectations as well um, I think is really important and not thinking, okay, oh, my God, I've got this one person to do one post and I'm going to sell out of my product and problem solved. You know, it's um, it's a part of the marketing funnel but it's not all of your marketing funnel. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I would add to that. I think from what I've seen, a top tip is to definitely go to Hash Gifted and start using that platform. And, and you know, I say that, you know, 
so genuinely because working with so many small businesses, I know how sometimes budget restrained they can be and how hard they find it to navigate influencer marketing. And I think, you know, what I love about this platform that you've created is it's it's about true collaboration and and it's about saying, you know, I've got this, what can you offer me, you know, if I send it to you rather than blind sending or rather than, you know, spending hours DMing people that aren't sure who you are. You know, it's such a beautiful I guess, platform where both parties feel there's trust and credibility and that they can start a really mutually beneficial, like you said, relationship together as well. Thank you. Yeah. And if anyone that's listening to this wants to just give it a try for a month for free on us, just shoot me an email um, and very happy to gift you a month for taking the time to listen to me rant this morning and have oh, a rant. I love so, that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And look, how, how you know, how can people follow along with you and, and you know, hear and, and see more of you? Absolutely. So um, my email is taryn at hashgifted.com. Um, you can find me on um, LinkedIn, Taryn Williams, T-A-R-Y-N, singular. <laughs> uh, and same on Insta, Taryn Williams. So um, yeah, get in touch with me on any or all channel. Um, and of course, always happy to help with models from Link Models as well. So get in touch if there's anything that I can do to help. Amazing. I will pop all that in the show notes as well for people. But Taryn, thank you so much for your time today and all your expertise. And yeah, really lovely talking to you. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Hey, thanks for listening to another episode. If you don't want to miss one, make sure you subscribe to the show in your podcast app. And if you love it, be sure to share it with friends and colleagues who you think could benefit from increasing their digital marketing confidence. Want more? Head to MarianneAmys.com to find out how you can work with me directly, to reach out to have me speak at your event, or to grab yourself some free resources.